Welcome to another episode of Diaries of a Life Coach. My name is Larissa Dalton and I am your host. This podcast documents my journey of building a life coaching business, where I talk about the steps I took to create my company, build my clientele, my coaching experiences, discoveries, and transformations. But today, I'm so thrilled and excited to introduce my guest, Kusum Basavaraju. Uh, she is a transformation and result-oriented coach. So without further ado, Kasum, please tell us about yourself and how you ended up on this coaching journey. It's a long story, Larissa, but first, thank you for having me on your platform. I get really excited when people want to talk about coaching because there's a lot of misconceptions about this industry in and of itself. So thank you for, you know, just bringing more light to this topic and educating people about what coaching is to begin with. But how did I get started with coaching? Up until last year, I'm going to be very honest. I had no idea what a life coach is, how they can help somebody. So I only thought you probably went to a life coach if you had some issues in your life and you wanted to sort that through or more so as we know, career coaches are the ones that probably people like I would think of going to. But um, before that, I've been blogging for a few years now, blogging and social media influencers. So what happened was everything that I was sharing on these platforms was basically to inspire people through my own stories and my own learnings and whatever would work for me. That's exactly what I would share with people there on these platforms to kind of inspire them, empower them and influence them to make whatever changes works for them. I think end of 2019, I do enjoy vlogging. It's amazing. It's great. I love what I do on an ongoing basis. But end of 2019, I was like, I have fun, but I think there's more to this than what I'm already doing. And I did not know what that meant and what that looked like. But uh, I'm huge on goals. So end of 2019, I put down something uh, to the effect of figure out what next for your career and profession and business in 2020. That was one of my big goals for my business last year. And as luck would have it, um, Jay launched his, uh, the Jay Shetty certification school in March. I think to be very honest, I ignored the first few sets of emails that I got about the announcement that they mm -hmm. were going to launch the school. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what a life coach is. So this is not something that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm interested in. But uh, I think in February, I, I got curious. February of 2020, I got curious. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, maybe it doesn't hurt for me to just have a conversation with one of their enrollment advisors. So I scheduled a call and everything that person was explaining to me kind of spiked my interest. And like, this probably sounds like something that I would really enjoy doing. And even when I was thinking of signing up, I never really thought that this is exactly what I wanted to do as my next step towards furthering my career and helping people. But um, once I enrolled in the course, the way that I enrolled is if nothing comes out of this, it would still be a huge um, help for me to further my own growth because I'm a person development junkie so to speak so I'm always trying to learn something new how I can better my own life and you know try and influence people in my own life so it's like yeah I can just you know go through life coaching uh, through the Jay Shetty certification school and because I love Jay and his messaging and everything that he shares on his platforms I'm like I will give this a try and uh, what do you know within 
a very few short months, I went from not having an idea who a life coach is, what a life coach does, how they can help somebody. I am a huge proponent of how a life coach can help anyone and everyone. And as you know, uh, we are life coaches and we still need life coaches at the end of the day. Yes, and that's kind of how I got into life coaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because I did not know anything about the, the coaching world either until yeah. I was laid off work. But, and, and my journey was that um, when I was laid off, you know, I was looking to uh, rejoin like the business world, but with something that gave me meaning, meaning and satisfaction and purpose. Those were the things that were like primarily important for me. And I, I definitely found it in life coaching. Um, but uh, I had no idea life coaches existed. But now looking back though, like when I look at my corporate life, I definitely see where I had certain people that coached me through certain processes. You know, now I would say, oh, this was like totally a business coach, you know, for me. But it's interesting how that is. And, and another interesting point you made is that uh, like you, I too, when I started looking at life coaching, um, that you know, we think the people that are in trouble that need life coaching. Instead, you know, life coaches also serve as somebody to take you to the next level. And I think that's that's important point that you kind of alluded to in your discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way I see it is we are always a work in progress and learning is a lifelong journey. There's no destination. It's just enjoying the journey. And nobody ever gets it right at all times and nobody's ever perfect, but the way I see, at least for myself, is I want to be a better person day by day after day after day. I want to be better than who I was yesterday. And all of that can only happen if I have the necessary tools or the people in my life to help me see what's next for me, mm-hmm. regardless of how amazing life is or how um, how unfortunately last year we did see that, you know, because of the pandemic, there's been huge impacts on several people's lives in so many different ways. But yeah, regardless of how amazing life is or what curveballs life throws, we can always use these tools to help us get through to the next level. All right, Kasim, can you tell us a little bit what you focus on uh, with your clients, like what your niche is, what what you're seeing the most results with your clients? Yeah. Uh, So basically I call myself a transformation mindset and success coach because the way I see it is everything is in here, Mm -hmm. right? Everything is the stories that we make up, the beliefs that we've grown up to believe. And mostly everything is conditioning, whether it is something that we have picked up by watching others around us or something that, you know, our family um, projecting something that they saw onto Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. And that's where I've been able to help my clients the most is helping them rethink the way they think because they don't even know because this is exactly how they've lived their life for the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? So basically helping them understand what about their thoughts and what about their beliefs and what what about those negative self-talks that keep coming up is actually in their way and not allowing them to actually take the next step, right? It's not about like reaching the next big step. It's about taking those small little steps day after day. So basically breaking it down to the simplest things that come up for them Mm -hmm. on a daily basis and helping them catch themselves. Where is this coming from? And digging deeper to understand 
what serves them now. Maybe something that they believe probably served them 10 years ago, but it's it's not going to serve them anymore because we all evolve and we all grow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to just let things go. So helping them understand what, what serves them right now. What do they need to let go of? How do they need to rewire their thinking, their mindset? What needs to change? Helping them understand that for themselves to mm-hmm. see where, based on, especially based on where it is that they are trying to get to next. What is their next goal? Whether it is in their career, because I've helped women um, that I'm working with right now switch careers or you know start some projects that they've always been thinking about starting but never really took uh, the first step or the next step and did anything about it. And more often than not, what I see is when we are trying to address what's happening in here, it impacts every aspect of their life, right? So some people came to me to build their confidence. That was just one aspect. And as we start digging deeper, we see the impacts of that in their work, in their relationships, how they show up as a mom, how they show up as a wife, how they show up as a friend, right? So it's basically trying to address every single category. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been very interesting for me too, because I've not been doing this for too long. So the longest clients that I've uh, been working for right now is uh, one that I've been working for the last seven months. And it's incredible to see her journey so far. And uh, that warms my heart. I'm like, wow, if I'm able to help women, you know, change their lives the way they want to and transform their lives and become better moms or wives or Mm -hmm. just humans, right? Just be happy with themselves, accept themselves as who they are and love themselves for who they are. I think that that just brings me the most joy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's incredible. And uh, can you imagine like the force, you know, you're lining up somebody strategically aligns with you and, and, um, you know, you talk about your vision, your goals, what you want to achieve in your life, and somebody's right there with you, you know, that I think that's so, so powerful, you know. And in our coaching sessions, you know, clients do come and they unpack and whatever, you know, interferences come along the way, you know, they're able to talk about in, in our coaching sessions, and they're able to process them and let go and refocus on their goal, which I think why coaching is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I get to learn so much from my clients. They always inspire me. And that's something that I say that I only want to work with other women. Uh, they don't, more often than not, they don't see their own potential, right? That's just how uh, yes. we have conditioned ourselves to be. But being on the other side, you see what they are capable of doing in their life. If they can just let go of those little things that they're that are not serving them anymore. So we pick up being coaches, we pick that up being on the other side. And I, I draw so much inspiration from these people that I work with. So that's one of my criteria to work with clients is if I don't get the feeling of, Oh, this person can inspire and challenge me in whatever ways, then I don't feel like I am the right coach for them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's creating that relationship together. It's not a one way right. Uh, monologue, right. It's a dialogue and we are always co-creating that relationship with our clients. And I want them to feel the exact same way. So I'm just here to help them with whatever they want. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so can we talk a little bit about your uh, job as influencer? Yeah. Uh, so as, as influencer, you are influencing people, right? Uh, to use certain products, certain behaviors, maybe travel, whatever it might be. And as a coach, 
you know, you're kind of uncovering what the person wants from the inside. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance the two? You know, on the one hand, you're influencing and on the other hand, you're helping to uncover. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting that you use the term influencer because that's how we, you know, kind of, we are represented as influencers, right? But I don't honestly like to call myself an influencer because the way I see it is I can be inspired by any post that I see on social media, any person that I meet, and they can influence me in the smallest ways on an ongoing basis. I also keep... um, using my son as a reference because he influences me every single day mm-hmm. and he's not called an influencer, right? Our families are friends. So the tag or the label that we give to ourselves as influencers is something that I don't really like to associate myself with, but it's just what the industry recognizes us by and I use that label for the lack of a better word right now. But it's interesting you asked me that question because that was the same question that I had before I, you know, launched my life coaching business because I've always been this person and I put myself out there. My real life is already on social media or blog or everywhere. I'm okay to share anything about my life with others. So one of the biggest questions that I had was people who will reach out to me, they already have certain, you know, preconceived notions about me and what I think and what I like or dislike, etc. So I did not want that to be something that stops people from approaching me. And I've always tried to create a very safe and judgment-free space, whether it is my clients or other people that I try to interact with, because we're all different people. And I've always been, even before I became a life coach, I've always been okay with the fact that we are all different people and it's completely okay for us to have different perspectives as long as we're respectful, right? Of each other's opinions and likes and dislikes. It never bothers me. So I've tried to just, when I have the first discovery session or something like that, when we have the clarity call, the first um, few calls that I have with my clients, I just make sure that they completely understand regardless of what I share. What I share has nothing to do with what they need to do in their life. Mm -hmm. So that they let go of any kind of biases because I don't go into a coaching session with having any preconceived notions about my clients. I try to meet them where they are at all times. And um, what works for me and what works for you will never work for them unless that is something that they want to do on their own. So that's something that I've always tried to keep at the top of my mind, given that I'm also a blogger and influencer to make sure that the clients don't feel intimidated before they approach you, mm-hmm. but feel empowered to approach you and be okay with opening up to me and sharing whatever it is that they want to share. Yeah. So I do, I do see what you're saying that you don't want to kind of associate with yourself with like influencer. And I feel like there has been, there has been a little bit of negative connotation with that term, but the reality of the matter is influencers are actually influencing people. Million, millions of people follow them. Millions of people buy product and whatever it is that they're selling, you know? And I think I just recently saw an article about government hiring influencers to spread political agenda. I mean, it's recognized that, you know, people and, and I think, I, I think I was listening or reading a book. Maybe I read a book called influencer, um, that there's a, like a little bit of a sort of, you know, the actors and, and a little bit of kind of like, you know, now all these people, they're not even famous. How are they influencing people? We're actors. Like we have all this, 
you know, anyways, so that was kind of interesting. But um, another thing I want to point out is, is when I worked in my, in the corporate world, in the organization, um, our manager came up to me at one time and said, Hey, you're an influencer in this company. And, you know, and he said, you know, people are lining up to talk to you regardless of their rank or their status in the organization. Um, and, you know, I definitely took that as a compliment because, <laughs> you know, I don't have authoritative power over some people in the organization, uh, but I'm able to influence them anyway. So there's definitely a lot of power. So even though there is like this perceived negative connotation, I think, I think people that are able to influence others have a lot of power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way I see it is inspire and empower rather than influence, right? Yes. It's one thing when we are talking about products, because that that's part of my job as well, uh, what I do. But um, going back to the previous question you asked, as I became a life coach, I've also become even more um, stringent in the kinds of brands that I work with, because uh, I've always been choosy when it came to working with brands because unless their values aligned with mine, I would never want to work with them. But right now, because I'm trying to balance two different um, businesses, so to speak, I've become even more stringent in um, the kinds of um, brands that I associate with myself with and want to collaborate with because I'm also evolving as a person. Yeah. Things are changing for me also in my life, my thoughts, my beliefs, etc. So I'm also changing my behaviors in whatever ways. So some of the brands that I would have probably worked with a year ago or two, I might no longer want to work with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love that evolution. I think that shows progress and growth. Um, So what are some of the challenges that you're facing, you know, as somebody who embarked on this new career of life coaching? And, you know, if a new or uh, somebody who's going through a program to be certified as a life coach, what kind of challenges did you face that you can maybe talk about and help them transition and embody the role of a life coach? One of the things, um, as far as challenges go, this is, I'm not sure if this is really a challenge or if this is just how, just because of the industry, this is a very unregulated industry, right? So. Mm-hmm. Ever since I signed up to become a life coach, all I've been seeing around me is just, you know, people calling themselves life coaches. And it's hard to um, make sure, unless you have that initial first conversation with the person, like the potential client or the prospect, so to speak, you you don't know how you can set yourself apart from the get-go because everybody is out there trying to sell their services, right? So setting yourself apart regardless of what is happening outside in the world is one of the biggest challenges that I would say uh, still exists unless you have established yourself. You've been doing this for a while and established yourself as a you know life, co- life coach who can help other people. It is going to, it, it is going to take a while. But uh, for you and I and people from the school, um, I can say that at least having the certification from Jay Shari uh, School in and of itself is kind of a segue into the market to say that, hey, I'm certified. I'm not just calling myself life coach because I went and advised people all my life, right? That's another misconception people have that, um, oh, I've been doing this all my life. I've been giving advice 
to all my friends and family all my life and now I can be a life coach and that was also one of the misconceptions that I had to let go of I don't sit here and give anybody any advice right yeah. I help them come up with whatever solutions they want to for um whatever it is that they are trying to overcome in life the obstacles for themselves so that that was kind of that still is kind of challenging right to mm-hmm. help people understand one how how can a life coach assist you regardless of where you are in your life educating people as well as making sure that you set yourself apart from every other person that's calling themselves life coaches just because they you know um gave advice to like hundreds of people in their lifetimes you know as a life coach your product essentially is kind of is you you're your product mm-hmm. And I was talking to another life coach and she's mentioned that, you know, sometimes it's very challenging to, to embody that life coach persona. You know, you, you question your abilities, your, you know, your confidence, things like that. Do you ever experience it? Do you ever feel, have those thoughts, you know, where you have to like grab them by the neck and <laughs> throw them out? Or, you know, how are we process them? Do you mean the imposter syndrome? <laughs> you can say it that way, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't want to sound arrogant, but this is something that I didn't honestly um I don't actually suffer from as in uh lacking confidence or um feeling like hey, what the hell am I doing here? I have mm-hmm. no idea who am I to, you know, sit here and try to coach people through. The reason I say that is because I've always tried to use my weaknesses as my you know try to see what can i learn from this how can i leverage this to improve myself so in those fleeting moments even when something like that creeps up for me that's probably last 5 minutes because i talk to myself i have these dialogues with mm-hmm. myself Okay, where is that coming from? Hold on a second. Where is that coming from? Why are you feeling that way? What about that person is intimidating and have you question your own abilities? And then I have to quickly remind myself that hey, these are the people that have actually helped as being their coach. If not for me, they would have not had made these changes that they've always wanted to do but didn't know how to make in their lives. So I try to remind myself of that. Um and even before I launched my coaching business, I did not waste any time right I always when I enrolled in the school I knew as soon as I graduated I was going to launch my life coaching business immediately and not sit and um wait around because that's also that also comes from experience that I was blogging for a while where I was putting myself out there every single day because unlike you going to get a job outside in one company it's a one and done process right you don't have to go and well while you still have to do better for yourself there and prove yourself and, and your value or your worth there to progress as an employee but what happens in our case is like every brand that you approach is you're trying to sell yourself every single day so that that kind of um i think that helped me mm-hmm. get better through that process that it helped me um go through all of those cycles of you know thinking <laughs> yeah and yeah i've always seen that okay where is this coming from why do i feel intimidated to you know coach this person then that's telling me something showing me something that this is an area that i need to improve maybe um i need to go do 
an additional course to help me, you know, get better in this aspect of life coaching. But that's how I use it instead of um, letting that get to me and not do what I do best. Mm-hmm. I use that as an indication to how can I get better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think you said two interesting things um, that I want to focus on a little bit for our audience. And first thing is that, uh, you know, basically you said that you go out there and you have to kind of sell yourself. You have to connect, you know, you have to, it, so it matter of repetition yeah. by, by doing this over and over and over again, you've gotten really good and you know who you are, you know, you don't kind of steer, you know, uh, and the second thing is you self-coach yourself and you also use like the, you, the way you talk about, you know, I talk to myself and self-coach is that you, uh, you depart from the situation and you look objectively from a third person or second person. Um, I just read this book called Chatter and it's all techniques. He's, he's giving many tools how to do that effectively to control the chatter in our mind. So that was like a perfect example of how to, how to depart or take a step back and, and take a look and, t- and talk yourself through a situation. And it's so uh, um, effective, just like you've illustrated. So I, I just want our audience to, to kind of focus on that and to get it. If they don't get anything else from this, from this episode that they, you know, that they look at these two things and, and learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you actually, you know, stressed on that because the way I see it, because I did not know I was doing this until I started going through the life coaching courses is that program is that I actually was self-coaching myself all my life. I did not know that's what I was doing. And that's why I was able to, that's why it's easier um, rather than going down that rabbit hole of, you know, (laughs) for days and um, just questioning my own worth. I think just the fact that I've been able to self-coach myself and, you know, um, come out the other side Mm-hmm. Uh, as a winner again uh, whatever <laughs> you want to yeah. call it right yeah. Yeah. but um, being able to do that all my life has really helped me uh, does really help me but uh, to be honest do I have those instances every so often absolutely yes when I have to <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. give myself the pep talk um, especially because in this uh, career when you are an entrepreneur and you're trying to build your business and brand and establish yourself um, days can be really hard because there's nobody that you need to keep yourself accountable to except yourself. There's no manager. So if you feel like tomorrow, there's no deadlines, there's no nothing. If you feel like crap and you don't feel like getting out of bed, um, there are so many days that that does happen, right? Especially if you're an entrepreneur, but I can either sulk for days together or I can sulk for a few hours and then say that I've sucked right now I'm done with that phase now what do I need to do next right so that's that comes with practice I would say yeah that's awesome uh and then my final question to you and this is kind of like on behalf of coaches new coaches coaches that are starting to build their business um so you're using you know you know the instagram as your platform you're using clubhouse um you're fairly engaged with the alumni community um how do you find clients how do you find clients what what would you recommend because because you've now had a little bit of experience in different platforms so you're kind of spreading out a little bit more mm-hmm. but what would you recommend like for a brand new coach i would say 
whether you already have enough number of platforms where you establish yourself or you're just starting out. Like I was saying, it's one step at a time. It's connecting with one person at a time, right? I I never looked at this as, hey, I need to talk to 25 people so I can have 25 clients. It's just about how can I serve this person? And I think I've also let go of uh, coming from a place of I need to convert every person that I have a conversation with into my clients. I just go into any session feeling that I want to serve them as powerfully as I can during these 60 minutes because that's how we start, right? I'm having a discovery call and um, they have breakthroughs they've all had. And it's really surprising that some of these people are meeting for the first time. I have no clue about who they are, what they do, anything about their life. And I don't know how much of my life or me they know before coming to me for these sessions, but I've been able to see uh, it's very reassuring that you know you're able to make an impact even during those 16 minutes when you have no idea about who these people are and they have breakthroughs, aha moments within those 60 minutes and that's very reassuring and that boosts my confidence, right? Yeah, this is you, you are capable of doing this. So if they feel like they do need that help and signing up with me as a coach is going to help them further in their life, great but if not they can always come back to me when they feel like the time is right because this is a huge commitment it's not just financial commitment but um, once you get into coaching you will have to go into those uh, you know areas that you never want to come to places have those harder conversations with yourself and say out 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 loudly to yourself and uh, you know acknowledge something that you never wanted to acknowledge and there's a lot of moments where there's a lot of discomfort, but nothing happens outside. Uh, you know, if you're in your comfort zone, nothing right. happens. So growth happens outside of your comfort zone. So it's like a huge commitment, right? Emotional commitment, time commitment, and having to show up even on the days that they feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have the energy to have a conversation with yeah. a coach today. So just making them feel empowered every time that I talk to them. I think really helps me letting go of that pressure that I need to convert every single person that I have a conversation with. So I believe in the energy that I put out. This was a lovely conversation. I've learned a lot from this conversation. I hope our audience has as well. Um, I'd love to, you know, maybe have you come back in a little while and just kind of revisit where we are, where you are in the process and what's happening with Clubhouse and um, see how things are. So thank you so much for joining me today. And um, I will provide Kasum's... um, Instagram handle and also her email address. And those are the two best ways of contacting her. Uh, So that'll be in the podcast notes. But thank you so much to everybody who joined us today. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you for shedding light on this aspect. Thank you. Have any questions about today's episode? Just head over to my website, larissadalton.com forward slash contact dash info and send in your request or simply email me at larissadalton10 at gmail.com. You can find my podcasts wherever podcasts are found. If you would like me to cover a specific topic, also submit that request via website or my email. Connect with me on Instagram at larissa underscore Dalton or book a complimentary session with me at larissadalton.com 
forward slash coaching. Thank you again for joining me today, and I hope to see you next time.